It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The Mall a staple in the American pastime since the mid-20th century. Though some still thrive today in all their retail glory, others have fallen to the rise of our technology. So grab a hot pretzel and find a hard bench on which to relax, underneath a beautiful enclosed facade. And join me as we discuss the history of malls. Hello, and welcome to this fresh new episode of the History of Malls. I am your host, Sean. I hope everyone is well and safe. For tonight's mall, we will be talking about a little small one called the Magic Valley Mall in Twin Falls, Idaho. So for this one, I think I was just trying to look up malls using different search styles. And when I saw one called Magic Valley, I thought this was a great name. Then I saw it was from Twin Falls, and I had to do it. The song Twin Falls by Built to Spill was a staple in my late teens until now. I will add the song to the playlist also. So the name Magic Valley actually comes from the area and that puts some of the towns like Twin Falls and Jerome together. This area was really nothing before construction of some dams right at the beginning of the 20th century. Because of these dams, the farmland became magical and that's roughly where the name came from. Now, the mall was just as magical on opening day on October 29th, 1986. It created 433 new jobs in the 41 stores that opened that the mall will get 70 stores total. The mall is one story, roughly 400,000 square feet on 60 acres, and it was estimated to cost 32 to $40 million to build. I guess the public was not really getting a real solid number when it came to the cost. Uh, a weird way the paper described how big the mall was is that they said that you could fit 320 average size homes in it. You also had a ton of trees and flowers inside the mall, like any 80s mall. The mall was anchored only by two stores on opening day, a store called Shopco, which I'd never heard of, and it's a discount department store, and JCPenney. The Bon Marche would come only a little bit later in 1987, and then in 88, they would get the fourth anchor of Sears. So the paper did the opening of this mall correct. We last episode talked about Diamond Run Mall, where it was like a hated mall by the town. This one was different. When the Magic Valley Mall opened, the whole entire E section of their paper, the Times News, was all about the mall in some way. It was page after page 
On the table of contents, it had stuff all about the opening. Then it had malls in American history, uh, which is pretty awesome. The economic impact of the mall, a section about the anchors and the history of how it got to where it was today. And then there was, for many pages, article after article about the stores that were opening in the mall. They, they were really involved in this successful opening of the mall because the mall is still around today. So I call it a success. So for the opening ceremonies, they had a bunch of speakers, a ribbon cutting, and then a release of a ton of balloons. Approximately 500 people were there for this, and they got to enter the mall around 10, 10 a.m. As you walk through the doors, customers were handed more balloons, buttons, keychains, the in, in all those trinkets that scream 80s. Like normal, you had a high school marching band. You also had Miss Twin Falls and Miss Idaho there. They interviewed the mall manager, which seems to be, like we've talked about, this was, this was the highly sought single man's job. And when they asked him about the opening, he said, quote, I feel like a proud father with his new baby. And what a baby. <laughs> just, I could just see... A very 80s man. I can't even tell what age he is, but to, to say that quote is just odd. Two days after the opening, you had Lewis from Sesame Street for a meet and greet, which is pretty awesome. And the day after that, shop, at Shopco, you could get a picture taken with a Popples character. I don't know if anyone remembers Popples. My wife kept her Popples doll, and my kids will still play with it today it was it was like the tickle me elmo or i don't i don't even know what what's the popular toy right now but also for these opening ceremony days you had the best of two worlds a magician who was also a clown but his name was cecil cesspool which doesn't sound like that i'm gonna take my kids to go see cecil cesspool there was no mimes which i was sad but there was the old time fiddlers uh, playing some fiddle music. And then you had something called Fubar D. Robot. This completely intrigued me, so I looked it up. Fubar, which stands for Futuristic Uranium Bioatomic Robot. This robot put Pluggy and the Talking Christmas Tree to shame. I, w- I was laughing so hard watching this little video of just how ridiculous this guy is. I'll put a link for it on social media pretty early when this episode comes out, but it, he's, he's ridiculous. So this robot would drive around talking to customers. He also just flirts with women. He has this giant fake nose and his head spins a lot. It, it was crazy. He would tell, they have this whole backstory about him coming from another planet. He tells terrible jokes. It's great. So if anyone actually ever saw Fubar in real life, please get a hold of me. I'd love to hear your Fubar D robot story because he was ridiculous. Looking at some of the ads for the grand opening, you had a Keith Jurgensen's that sold pianos and organs plus other music stuff. You could buy a home organ for about $1,300. There was another store called Jeffrey's that had electronics but also was like a Hallmark card shop. So electronics and Hallmark cards, interesting. But on opening day, you could get a Panasonic cassette Walkman for only 1888. 
So when I picked this mall, I wasn't really sure which store I was going to feature um, during this episode, but I did find one I, when I was looking at the opening week of the mall. An author named Robin Lee Hatcher was going to be at the mall talking and signing her new book, Passion's Gamble, which is considered a historical romance novel. That sounds absolutely horrifying. I wouldn't want to read a romance. I'm not into romance novels, but when it's like historical, some, I don't know. I mean, this is, it's probably not this, but when I first think of it, I think of like some love story during the bubonic plague where they're wearing those bird masks with potpourri covered in it. I don't, it, it sounds, sounds terrible. But she was doing a book signing and she was doing it at the featured store for this episode, which is Walden Books. So if you remember in the pre- in previous episodes, they had another rom-com wine and bread night at Walden Books. I guess it's just the rom-com romantic historical novel place. I'm guessing this is the place where my grandma got all her romance novels that were on a bookshelf in a wood-paneled room with a giant wicker chair that just smelled like books. So, Walden Books. I used to go to Walden Books because they would have the new edition of Compute Magazine where you could read that quick run DOS prompt thing and hit go and it would make an 8-bit rocket go across the screen. So I would grab the magazine, try to memorize it, and by the time I got home in an hour, try to do it. And I never I never did a very good job. I would have to get the magazines from the library. But anyways, this was a popular bookstore in the mall. So from an article about Walden Books on opening day they, uh, at Magic Valley Mall, they said they specialized in books, greeting cards, magazines, computer software, and audiovisual cassettes. The president and CEO of Walden Books, Harry Hoffman, says they sell education, information, and entertainment. The bookstore started in 1933 as a rental library by Lawrence Hoyt and Melvin T. Kafka. The reason they started this rental library was hoping it would help people during the Great Depression, which is interesting with everything that is going on now in the world, how they like services are making things free for us who are trapped in the house and everything. It kind of kind of had that same kind of feel. They were they were giving people hope by letting them rent books during the Great Depression. Uh, they would actually put these rental libraries in stores that were already established. Once uh, the paperback book came into play, it was very popular and it was pretty cheap to make. Holt took that idea and turned Walden Books store into retail stores in the 60s. Kafka decided to retire and sold his half to Holt. The name actually came play, uh, came from the place where Holt grew up, which is Walden Pond in Massachusetts. By 1978, Walden Books had 500 stores. As they kept growing and um, reigning supreme, they opened stores everywhere and in malls in 44 different states. As time went on, they even opened different types of stores like Walden's Kids, Walden Software, and then they even had stores called Walden Books and More in 1984 that just, it was more of like a, something that was, wasn't limited to books or anything like that. The decline started happening in 1991. They got a new CEO who felt like the store had jumped the shark and wanted to just get back to selling books. 
So at some point, Kmart had bought out Walden Books. Then Kmart bought Borders, which was another pretty big, rad bookstore. I remember first hearing Heartbeat by Tahiti 80 on the little listening stations at Borders and thought it was amazing. But Kmart started changing Walden Books into Borders. By 94, they just started closing stores that were underperforming. When the late 90s, seeing the downfall of a lot of malls, Walden Books was hit just as hard. By 2004, they started converting all Walden Books into Borders Express. And though they hung on for a while, by July of 2011, all Walden Books were gone. So that's the rise and decline of Walden Books. Back to the Magic Valley Mall. If I find articles like this, I will always talk about them, but I found one in 87 called, quote, Mall Walkers Talk Exercise in Comfort. So this is the Magic Valley Mall's Mall Walkers program, and it they would open the doors an hour before the mall opens, and it was sponsored by the mall and two other things, and they called it Walk for the Health of It. This program, you could actually sign up at the mall office, and every morning they would put your name card out at the food court. You could grab it and then record your laps. I think the coolest part of this one is that they track your miles, and you pick a city that is far away from the mall, and they'll make you a t-shirt. So it's it's a goal. You're making a goal of how, how long you can walk, but if you met your goal, you would get a t-shirt that said something like, I walked from Magic Valley Mall to Seattle. I, I would totally love that. In June of 1990, the mall did a family vacation to Disneyland giveaway with Magic Valley's crazy home videos. They were totally playing it up off the, the hype of America's Funniest Home Videos at the time. So you would submit a VHS tape that would become property of the mall. It must be six, 60 seconds or shorter, and the video would be shown at the mall one day if... If you made it into the finals, they would show your the video. The prizes, uh, third place was a camcorder carrying case. Second place was a $100 Magic Valley Mall gift certificate. And first place was four days and three nights at Disneyland with a round-trip airfare included. That's pretty good. 90, 1990, uh, California Adventure wasn't open yet, so you only had Disneyland. Prices were still pretty low. I remember seeing a commercial... Probably 94 when Indiana Jones came out, the ride, the Indiana Jones ride, and it was only like $34 a day to get into Disneyland. So it's nothing like today. So, but I mean, airfare, that, that's a pretty good trip. In 1992, they expanded the mall with a new anchor, which was Lamont's. This was somewhat short-lived and only lasted about four years. In its place on September 11th, 1998 was the Real Theater. This was a discount theater. A matinee cost $2.50 and evenings was 3 bucks. This opening week, the first movies that you that were there for you to see were City of Angels, Lethal Weapon 4, The Truman Show, The Mask of Zorro, Deep Impact, and Hope Floats. This theater would see ownership change, name, name changes, and it would up, get upgraded two more times. In 1995, they'd open a new strip mall on the outskirts, like out in the parking lot, which you see a lot in malls now. This had a Barnes & Noble, restaurants, and some other stuff. And as of right now, from their map on their website, the anchors are JCPenney, Hobby Lobby, Kohl's, and the movie theater. 
I think one of the anchors is empty where Shopco used to be, who announced that they closed they, they closed in February of 2019. So this is the Magic Valley Mall. I like this mall. I like uh, the stories and how it seemed to like a good environment for a mall. That they, everyone was involved, it, it felt like, to make this mall a success. If you have a picture of the directory, I would love to see it. Uh, you could send it to me at Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at History of Malls. You can also email me with a suggestion for a mall. That is historyofmalls at gmail.com. And for this episode tonight, we have a song by Glitterboy called Sunshine Bay. Thank you and hope to hear from you soon. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.